Jonette Gay, and I'm the pastor of Otterbein United Methodist Church. I have with me today our media specialist. Hi, Jason Burgess. And we want to talk and we want to listen. Our faith is seen and understood in many topics. We're glad you've tuned in today to Hey Hey, Anybody Listening? back Chris uh, thanks for coming in to do another podcast good we had so much fun back. last time yeah good to be back <laughs> this morning I was looking through my Facebook feeds yeah. and rarely do I am I responding to anything mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them are just you know I really don't want to respond to them but sure I saw this one um, where uh, it was this a whisk um, standing in front of a bunch of others a whisk and uh, it just said uh, sometimes in life you have to take a whisk and uh for some reason, oh. <laughs> for some reason, I'm thankful. For I was that. like, That's really good. I was like, all right, you know what? Um, I've been kind of, I've been kind of, you know, um, complacent about some things, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, all right, I, I need to just, you know, when I came out of treatment, everything was a risk. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, everything. I mean, I tried to keep things slow and and low, if you will, and. Uh, did what he said, sprinkled things out here and there to see what it was, because I didn't know what I cared about anymore, you know, mm. <clears throat> or what I liked or what res- what I responded to anymore. And uh, things all sort of came together where I'm like, oh, this is great, but now I feel like I'm locked into those things, mm. and uh, yeah. I still need to be able to reach out. There's other things out there that um, may be just as important as those and may work together just as well, so. Yeah. Yeah, fear is fear is a weird thing. Fear is a weird thing because you never know. Risk aversion is <clears throat> is fear. That's all it is. Um, the base emotion is is fear, and it. it so so when I was a, a kid, I, I look back now and I think I I think I might have been a fearful kid. I might have been a fearful like the definition of fearful kid. <clears throat> I I look at I compare that kid to my kids, and I don't think I was a fearful kid circumstances were different but um I, I remember early in my christian walk i was i don't know 24 25 I, I had become a part of a church i'd been baptized uh, it was a methodist church in wichita and uh, there was a men's trip to uh, go go hike up a mountain mm-hmm. in colorado so i signed up for the men's trip and i went and uh, first time I'd been in mountains of any significance you know first time I'd been high enough where altitude was a thing where, where, you know, it, it impacted your ability to breathe. So we, we go up, we, we set up camp at a certain elevation and just to acclimate ourselves for the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we start, you know, going up, hiking up this thing. And you're getting more tired as you go, but it's not, not dragging. It was still fun. Yeah. Still beautiful, still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But you're noticing. Um, I, I'm breathing a little differently yeah. than I was. <laughs> we get to the top of this this mountain. There's a little um, a little chapel up there, a little log 
log home kind of chapel and uh, we had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It was fantastic. Best peanut butter and jelly I've ever had, probably sure. because of the experience, <laughs> yes, right? <hold> right. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. we decided to come down, and this this buddy of mine, Josh, and I decide to kind of hike down together. And now gravity's going for you because you mm-hmm. want to go down. And so we start hiking faster and faster, and eventually we get to almost a run down this trail mm-hmm. like to to the point where if i had misstepped i probably would have stumbled and fall fallen and i had this experience i've, I've never had it before or since where these fearful experiences as a child flashed before my eyes mm-hmm. you know uh, jim as an elementary schooler um getting kicked by a kid a playground certain situation later and just kind of kept flashing and flashing and the uh, the lord's prayer popped in my mind just just the lord's prayer going through it Mm -hmm. and i had a sudden epiphany that i had had some fears that were holding me back from going into ministry from considering going into ministry and at that point i'm not i'm not saying it was god saying look at all these fears uh you should go into ministry it was that was something I was thinking about for weeks and weeks and weeks and hadn't pulled the trigger on. Mm-hmm. And then this experience helped me see it as, oh, that's a fear. It changed my perception of the situation. I had been perceiving it prior as I um, I don't know if I want to, you know, I'm, I've got a career. The, the money's pretty good. Family's pretty good. Pretty happy. I don't think I want to do that but it was still something I was stressing about. Then it was re-seen, perceived as, oh wait, that might've been fear. Might've been a fear thing that was stopping me that I have had since as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And once I could see that, perceive it, then I could act on it differently. Some, I, I don't know, I, I think I've always been sort of conscious of fears. Okay. And, uh, um, I don't know. I, it always seemed like once I was afraid of something, if I felt like I could do anything about it, I, I would do something about mm-hmm. it. Like, uh, I don't know. I just always remember this um, when I was in college. Um, I remember there was an old set of train tracks, and uh, it went to a train tunnel. And, uh, you know, I get scared of the dark and, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I would go out there and make myself at night walk through this train tunnel and back through and uh, to where I would get to a point where I, I enjoyed it rather than I was mm. terrified, but I'd always be terrified in the middle of it. You couldn't see anything. And uh, I don't know, there's always some water dripping or something in there. So you never know what the, what sounds are going on around you. But, yeah. Um, I always think about that whenever now, whenever I'm afraid, I'm like just, do that thing there's there's a reason that you're paying any attention to it anyways yeah, yeah. once you're aware that it's a fear mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. and not just i'm bored with it or numb to it or uh, it's just a business thing or it's you know mm-hmm. instead of seeing it that way if, if you actually see it as oh my goodness i've been afraid of something it, it's freeing oh got it like like i think of like 
when, when you think of Jesus's ministry uh, or you, not just his ministry, you, you hear others in scripture say it, this, this idea of fear not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wonder, I think that that speaks to a truth in the reality of the kingdom of heaven, this existence that is now and not yet of, of kingdom of God, that it is an existence that is absent of fear or you have no reason to fear. And so when you, when you are living into that existence, then suddenly the, the limitations are reframed. So I'm in a place in an existence where, um, the God of all, it does not have it out for me. Really doesn't have it out for me. So I don't have to fear anything from, from the one above. Oh, okay. So now I can see my existence a little differently. Or, uh, if, if I have one who walks into my life and says, you know what, this, this grief and mourning that happens in our life that actually is in its own way, a a source of blessing in, in, in fact, blessed are those who, who mourn and grieve, uh, for they're going to be comforted. Um, oh, so this isn't going to last forever. There, this is this pain that I fear because we fear being in grief. Mm. Um, okay. Maybe I can attack that differently. I think maybe that's one of the messages of scripture is, is the idea of fear not goes beyond just a reassurance of, Hey, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Don't worry about it. But no, here's the grounds of our fearlessness. That's actually, I could spend some time on that. I think thinking about that. Hmm. Fear's an interesting thing. I don't know. I, I, at some point began to believe that uh, fear is something that we've created as humans Mm -hmm. um, because I started to think about it like uh, if you're in that tunnel for instance you know what was it that I feared about being there in the dark and it was really my understanding that I didn't have any idea what was my what was in my surrounding yeah Uh, it was the idea that I could not know what was in my surrounding um, when I start to think um, fear is about what you know um, mm. you're not afraid of the street until you know that a car could hit you you know mm. yeah. yeah or it's, at least your mind takes that yeah and puts it into a situation <clears throat> yeah I mean I'm not a psychologist. I didn't yeah. study psychology. Actually, yeah. I didn't even take psychology class or anything, but I feel like we were capable of saying, you know, um, just as we were talking before, some negative thing happens to you. All of a sudden you develop a fear about mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, why was that thing negative to you? Probably because you didn't deal with it in a way that um, provided any understanding mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then, it's sort of the knowledge that you don't have a knowledge over it is fear, I guess. Yeah. So, so that reminds me of like feelings. Um, something I learned uh, a little later in life was to see, um, negative feelings differently. Mm-hmm. Um, something had happened in my life. Actually it happened repeatedly in my life. And then I found out, um, and suddenly all these feelings come and they were negative. 
you know, scary, confusing, upset kind of feelings uh, that overwhelmed and threatened overwhelm. And and one of the things I learned in that in that process in that time frame was that I saw those feelings a certain way. I perceived them a certain way with fear, mm-hmm. like oh no, this in, this intrusive thought is going to come, or oh no, that's going to come, or no, oh no, this is going to come, and that you know derails you your your lizard brain takes over you know Mm -hmm. but to to see them for what they are they are simply feelings that are negative Mm -hmm. that's all they are they're negative feeling they're real negative feelings are real and they're part of your body and you experience them but they come and they go there's they, they don't rule they're not reality they're not indicative of the future Mm-hmm. They're just negative feelings. And then here's all these other feelings like joy and, you know, excitement. Those are positive feelings. What do we know about those? They come and they go. Yeah. You, know, you can try and chase them, mm-hmm. but once you get them, they're not going to stay. Like, experience them and enjoy them when you got them. But that's that's just what they are. That perception, that seeing of your feelings. It, it. So you think of the yeah, tunnel. You, What's the negative feeling? It's fear of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a negative feeling. It's going to come and it's going to come and it's going to go. But right now I'm in an empty space that is no different than outside the tunnel, mm-hmm. except it's darker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you just, maybe you see it differently, but in, until you're aware that you were afraid, it, it's hard to figure it out. I don't know how it's relative, but I'm thinking about it. this tunnel a little bit. Uh, so I like the tunnel. Yes. So something, because you were talking about joy, other feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I developed this realization that I become joyful by facing those fears because mm. they are only temporary. And when you've walked through the tunnel at the other side, you're like, I don't know, maybe it's some sense of self-confidence or mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's just the knowledge that, oh, nothing is going to happen in there regardless of what my mind keeps it. telling me, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, and it's the it's that joy that you get at the accomplishment of sort of, yeah. I don't want to say overcoming the fear because um, it's still possible at any time, you know? Maybe you look be, back at it. Yeah. It's behind you. Mm-hmm. So, so I think of like sickness, you, you know, that feeling you, you get sick, you feel miserable, but you remember like mm-hmm. the day that you feel better, like after you've gotten over it yeah. and suddenly you're full of energy yes. and happy and boy, I, this dinner tastes great. You yeah. know? <laughs> I used to like the flu because I'm like, this is a cleansing because I always feel so much better <laughs> after afterwards. It's done. Yeah. After it's done, you yeah. feel um, like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll see if I can remember it in my head here, but maybe I'll see it, find it here. But so in my um, in one of my aerobics classes, I do a five minute meditation at the end. And, yeah. Uh, I used to just get them off the internet and sure. play them for them, but now I'm either looking for scripts or trying to write them myself. And, sure. Uh, it's the YMCA. It's a Christian organization. Right. So some people are a little bit afraid of meditation. I've noticed. Yeah. Because, um, old old understandings of what meditation means yes yes they have this sort of like and it is a spiritual experience but it's not 
it's whatever you put into it you know yeah yeah so um i'm trying to like i'll find a script that somebody's written and i'm like mm. they're too afraid to get spiritual in them it's yeah. always it it never really actually encompasses you it's always yeah um so i'm trying to um word things so that I can tap into the person's spirituality without scaring them. <laughs> without, you know? without creating an, uh, a block to yeah. the experience. Yeah. Um, while you're, while you're looking that up, I, yeah. I'm reminded of, it was at my first church uh, where I was serving in, in a pastoral role and we were approached by an outside group, a uh, nice, nice uh, a, a nice group in the community that wanted to host uh, yoga classes and they were looking for a location mm -hmm. the basement of the church was not being used for anything during the week so it seemed like a no-brainer to me of course i bring it to the leadership team and i walk straight into what these people had been warned about in the 1950s about yoga mm -hmm. Uh, so in the in the 1950s and 60s and 70s sure. the understanding of yoga was you know outsider this is this is demonic it's asian it's maybe japanese or maybe doing little, that. you never know yeah. who's you know uh and well, and yeah. the idea of mantras you know of course now these people had lived through the <laughs> cultural revolution where things like um uh, communes that turned into cults was happening and where mantras were in some areas being completely misused or <clears throat> or saying things over and over again uh, so they brought that that understanding into it. It wasn't it mm. wasn't just like hearing rumors and being misinformed. They also had cultural baggage that was there. Uh, I had no idea any of this was going on. Mm. So I'm like, I can't. You know, we should do yoga. This is going to be great. Let's let's offer it. Why even charge for the rental of the space? It yeah. helps people. And and folks were like completely against it. And then I did the research. And then I learned. Oh shoot. Okay. Now I have to look at this differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we didn't end up doing it. But if I were that Chris mm -hmm. doing it over again, I probably would have started with, all right, what are these objections? Let's think through those and let's see if there's some way to do this. And we would have ended up being able to do it. But I had no idea. And now I do. Well, one thing I think people are scared of with meditation is because they already understand a meditation if they're church going individuals. Oh yeah. Um, We've I mean, got them. I mean, you do it every Sunday yep. in, in service. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, sometimes life's not always directed specifically to those things. You know, those yep. are teachings you're supposed to apply to everything around you. And yep. I think people are afraid to realize, um, Jesus's name doesn't actually have to be in the script in order for you to be connected to true. that. <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I think of uh, the book of Ruth. It mentions God maybe once, mm -hmm. twice, maybe. Uh, there's a couple of books, uh, Song of Songs and, oh, what was the other one? Is it Ezra, where God isn't mentioned at all? And yet, that's that's holy writ, that's scripture. Mm -hmm. Or the flip side, you know, who who says the Lord's Prayer every single time with full rational thinking about what it means? Mm -hmm. No, we, yeah. we meditate on it. We we 
we say it without necessarily understanding it or thinking about it. Sure, as a, there's something else going on while yeah, that's happening. Absolutely, that absolutely. Maybe some way, uh, a way of getting to a, an enlightenment, sort of a way of getting to a better, another perception. Yeah, to bring us to a different level of encounter with with mm-hmm. with our holy God. Uh, or sometimes we we are thinking very hard about it, and we're mm-hmm. in our prayer. I mean, there's there's a great little spectrum that everybody does. Um, so yeah, uh, same thing. When you're saying a little meditation after after a class, mm-hmm. I mean, as long as it's not anti, like as long as it's not evil, we're okay. Yeah, we can, we can do this. Yeah. Well, it, it's scary because people um, will associate evil to things that are good yeah. just because they've got some yeah. misperception of 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 what's happening there. Yep. You know. Yep, we do. The whole idea of the meditation is really just to calm you and to bring you to a spot where you can think freely without without the, you know, uh, distractions of the world around you. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> to where you can actually allow God to speak through, through you. you yeah, know, or yeah. Or come to, to a new realization about something yeah. that's, that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I enjoy talking with you, Chris. I'll have to... Have you come back in here even when you're not hanging around here so much? Love to. I love talking. Love listening. So glad you were with us today, and I hope you'll tune in again as we listen to one another. 